towards heaven. Would you express yourself to the Lord of lords and King of kings? Would you let him know how you feel about him? Just for a moment, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus. There's none like you. I love you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord, everyone. Good morning to all of you. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. To all of our guests that are here, we're so glad to have you here this morning. Again, our prayers are that you are touched of God. And that you leave here completely changed. What an awesome presence of God in this place. Several days ago, the Lord began to deal with me about this service. And as I began to look into what he wanted me to deliver. Since that day, I have been filled with joy and excitement with this message. I truly believe that we are in the will of God and I truly believe that we're going to take a next, the next step forward into the place where God intends us to be and to do exactly what God intends us to do. I feel this morning that God has is smiling upon this church and that he is looking forward to you obeying to continue to obey and to move in the dimension that he wants you to move in that greater things can be accomplished by you and through you turn to your neighbor look at them square into the eye and say, God wants to use you in a great way. Exodus chapter 1, verse number 22. I am so happy that all came this morning safely. We thought we were going to have a lot of bad weather, but Sister Sherman and I, the Lord blessed us on the way here. Everything was pretty good kind of rained for a little while and quit and we thought a lot of things were a lot of weather was coming our way but we thank God and we're here Exodus chapter 1 and verse number 22 and Pharaoh charged all his people saying every son that is born you shall cast into the river and every daughter you shall save alive 
Exodus chapter 2, verse number 1. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife, a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took him for him an ark a bulrushed, and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. I want you to take note in chapter 1, verse number 22. Moses is to be cast into the river to be destroyed. Chapter 2, verse number 3. Moses is put into the river to be delivered. And in chapter 2, verse number 5, Moses is taken out or fetched out of the river to become a deliverer. Everyone say deliverer. Oh God, we're so thankful for your presence this morning. I'm so thankful, Lord, that a few days ago you met me and began to talk to my heart about your people in the direction that you want them to go into. I feel that your anointing is here. I feel your spirit is here. Your presence here. I feel excitement in my soul and my spirit for I know what you're attending to do this morning. And I pray that, that it will be accomplished. Help me, Lord. Touch my mind and my lips and my heart, my body. That I may do the will of God. And that your people may be touched of you. And everyone say, in Jesus' name. Would you stand to your feet one more time and just clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Make a joyful noise unto him. For there's no God like our God. If there is ever a day you may be seen to be excited, it's today. If you are a child of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, been baptized in Jesus' name, fear should not be a part of you. But excitement should grasp your heart and your spirit and your mind this morning to know that God is in you. And by the way, let me remind you, if God is with you, who can be against you? And if God is in you, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. I don't care what they're doing overseas. I don't care what they're saying is going to happen. God is going to take care of his church. 
Somebody shout yes. I know it looks bad. I know it looks bad. But praise the Lord anyhow. And some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy. That's okay. You've been looking at me like that since I've been here. But I can truly stand before you and before God and tell you that I am not afraid of the things that are happening in the world. I am not afraid that President Trump is president of the United States of America. I'm not afraid of this God in North Korea that I can't pronounce his name, kind of nutty and does what he does. I'm not afraid. Yo, you're not afraid? No, I'm not afraid. Because, hallelujah, God is in charge of everything. Oh, you're not understanding? You didn't hear me? I said God is in charge of everything. And what he wants to happen will happen. And what he does not want to happen will not happen. And since I'm his son, he's going to take care of me. And I've got this feeling this morning that if these things do come to pass, Pastor, and all this chaos does happen, that in the midst of it all, there's going to be light in Gershon. God is going to touch his people, and God is going to use his people in one of the greatest revival, or the greatest revival this earth has ever seen. Turn to your neighbor, punch him in the arm, say, hey, he's talking about you. God wants to use you. Wake up. I'm excited about being used of God. I said, I'm excited about being used of God. And you ought to be excited about being used of God. Help me, Lord. Let's preach a little bit. The very object, the river... That was intended to be used to destroy Moses, pastor. Actually became the springboard for the perfect will of God. What had been designed for his destruction became his deliverance. So the river was no longer the destroyer, but the deliverer. And I would dare to say this morning that there will come a time in your life when you will face that river. I'll go a little further if you please this morning and say that there are some under the sound of my voice That is facing that raging river of destruction and despair. And you really don't know what to do or why is it taking place. But it is the very river that will be the device that you will need to bring you to the place. Where you're no longer a child, but a deliverer. 
Well, I've got four hand claps and amen, and I don't know. I say your trouble, your river filled with trouble and chaos, is actually going to bring you to the place where you'll no longer be a child, but you'll be a deliverer to the human race. There are plans happening right now. There are traps being laid right now and circumstances ready from Satan to destroy you. His purpose is to destroy you. But with all his devices and all of his plans and all of his chaos, he doesn't realize that his devices will just push you into the place of becoming the deliverer of human beings. Well, you don't know, Brother Sherman. I'm going through a lot of hell. But once you get out of your hell, there's a whole lot of heaven on the other side. Jesus went through hell, yes. But on the third day, there was a whole lot of heaven. To all of you that are guests this morning, some of you are ex-Pentecostals. Some of you are new. Some of you were, are, and want to be. Some of you know about this. Some of you want to know about this. But I want you to know something. That you are sitting in the middle of the greatest people on this earth. I thought you would think a whole lot harder than you about yourself. I said you are sitting in the midst of the greatest people on earth. Why? Because you're sitting in the midst of children of God. And God has chosen this assembly to rise up to the occasion and become the deliverer of people. You see, healing the sick and raising the dead is going to become the norm. I'm saying what you want me to say. Okay? All right. Laying hands on the sick and then recover is going to become the norm. When all of this is, is taking place, and it is taking place, but when it becomes the norm here, you're going to look back and say, when somebody's going to say, boy, they're having great revival over there in the individuals, you're going to just say, and? That's just us. I said, that's just us. That's just the way we are. Because we're one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy rollers, born again, heaven by believers in the living, in the liberated name of Jesus' name. We believe in healing. We believe in miracles. We believe in signs and wonders. We believe in Jesus Christ. He's the son of the living God. He's my redeemer. He's my deliverer. He's my savior. We have those type of services because we... 
you just may be riding the tops of hell's waves. Is this okay? Am I, I'm not cursing, am I? If you think I am, put one here and leave the other one open. But while you're riding the waves, remember you're being steer, steered by the hand of God. God is bringing his will to pass. Just ride the waves. Now, not everybody's on the wave. We know. Some of them are still on the beach with their pail and their shovel making sandcastles. We know. Don't we know? You know, they're good. They're wonderful. We love them, but they just like to make sandcastles. They don't want to ride the wave of, of problems to get the blessing. They just really get a suntan and play in the sand. But some of us are not satisfied of just making little sand castles because after you sit on the beach long enough and you finish your sand castle it's the wave that comes in and destroys it and sooner or later like pastor said you might as well get out there and look, let's, let's don't do let's don't go in the Old Testament and have to go through the scriptures and uh, we're ankle deep <laughs> and we're knee deep. <laughs> yeah, look, and we're here. No, why don't we just jump in and take a dive and go, hallelujah, where you can't touch the bottom and your feet and your flesh has nothing to secure it and you're just so in deep water that you've got to trust God and see the move of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, get in the water. Say, ride the wave. Get off the beach. Say, get off the beach. And get, well, yes, where the action is. You? <laughs> I'm picking. I love them. You, you like this? You feeling it? Good, because I'm going to test you in a little while. I sure will. I'm crazy enough to do it. That's what the Lord's wanting me to do, so that's what we're going to do. I love you, Jesus. When this is over, you will be the tool in which God will perform his work. You see, pastor, to the river, there was a Moses. To the fiery furnace, there were three Hebrew boys. To the lion's den, there was a Daniel. To the whale, there was a Jonah. To the dungeon, there was a Joseph. To the wilderness, there was a John the Baptist. And to the cross, there was a Jesus. Just hold on. Whatever you're in. God is preparing you 
to become that deliverer. Let, let, let me say something to you. You know what hinders a church more than anything else? It's not sin. Whoa, it's not. But it's actually saints of God that should be deliverers. But instead, they stay to the place where they're always having to be delivered. When they all want to come to church every service just for me. Touch me. Help me. Take care of my problem. And when your problem doesn't leave, it's not the evangelist that's a false prophet. Or the pastor that missed it. Or the word of God is a lie. But it is the will of God allowing it to stay because it's that trouble that's trying to promote you or push you to the place where you can become a deliverer. Somebody say, praise the Lord. It's time that we become a deliverer. It's time to encourage others instead of being encouraged. It's time to teach instead of being taught. It's time to lead instead of being led. It's time to pray instead of being prayed for. It's time to speak faith instead of speaking doubt. It's time to listen to God instead of listening to the devil or to ourselves. It's time to witness instead of gossiping. It's time to do what God wants us to do instead of complaining about what's not being done. It's actually time for us to get up and walk on our own two feet instead of crawling and being helped, and being helped to do everything that needs to be done in order for us to live for God. It's time. I'm in the will of God this morning. I truly believe I'm in the will of God to let you know it's time for you to become that deliverer. Amen. What would you say? If I would tell you that this church, this church can actually be, what's the word I want to use here, Lord? How you felt that the other day? The platform, the springboard, the, the, uh, the help, whatever, for others that are around you. What, would you believe that? Would you believe that God is actually looking at you and doing everything he can to prepare you to come or to get into that place that you can actually touch others like never before? I wonder if you can actually 
comprehend what I'm talking about. I'm talking, it's like Jesus coming and gathering you to himself and begin to let you know, hey, together we're going to win this whole area. And not only that, but we'll be able to influence others where others will look upon you and come to you. Oh, you're, you're, not, you're not believing. You, hey, do you want to play on the beach and make the little castles? Or you want to get out there and do something for God? Or you really want to go out there and perform and do great things for God? God told me, preach this to them. Let them know where I want them to be. It's time to be a deliverer. Now, you know, you might say, well, Brother Shelby, what does it take to be that? What, what does it take to, to be able to do that? And you know what? I have no teaching material right now, whatever, to actually go into a deep discussion or teaching to teach you how they become that way. When you receive the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, you are automatically should be. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, Pastor. If I'm wrong, just throw me out of here. But I, I don't, where? Show me, God, the scriptures where you made a plan after the, when you received the book of the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, chapter 2. And they all received the Holy Ghost and they went into signs and wonders and miracles and the power of God. 3,000 was added. Right? Well, 3,000? What, the first day? Well, where's the seminar? Where was because of the time? A general conference, and this is all good. Please don't think that I'm anti all this. I'm not. I love it. But where, 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 where? No, they got the Holy Ghost and yeah, oh yeah. They knew what was in them. They knew the teachings of Jesus. They knew, he said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They knew what they can do. They had the power to do it. That's why when Acts chapter 3 came along, and Peter said, silver and gold have I none, and I don't know too much about this, but what I do know and what I have, I give it to you. Get up and walk. Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. When I got big, I stopped playing around with things. I became a man. I became, I'm not a child anymore. Now, I'm not here to, to, to come there and put you down or whatever. But you're not children. You don't play on the beach with the sand and make the sand castle. You get on the surfboard and you surf. Why not? 
and you do what God has asked you to do. I told you the story before. When I got the Holy Ghost, I, I just went crazy. I really did. You, you thought I went crazy. I went, I went crazy. I received the Holy Ghost. I've told you the story. Baptized in Jesus' name. I got the Holy Ghost in the kitchen. Good place to get it. Because after you get the Holy Ghost, you become Pentecostal. After you get the Holy Ghost and you pray through, the first thing you do is eat. Right? That's right. You get around Pentecost, there's two things they do. They pray through and they eat. After every service, let's eat. After every press, let's eat. I remember going to my first fast, I believe it was, and I got the Holy Ghost. I went three days without anything. And boy, did I mess up. My buddy and I went three days without eating nothing. No water, no nothing. We went and we hit, we hit McDonald's. And we, we, we got like each a dozen of hamburgers. And we got, I mean, we had it. And we ate it. Oh, was I sick. Oh, was I sick. I learned the lesson. Don't, let, don't eat a dozen hamburgers. Why are you looking at me like that? You know me, hamburgers ain't big. But even though it was still too much. But when I got the Holy Ghost, it was so exciting. Man, things were bubbling inside. And you know, when I got the Holy Ghost, I actually believed that God could do anything and everything at any time. I really believed that. And you know what? After 30 some years, I still got the same problem. If it's a problem. Now, of course, when I went around praying for everybody and doing pastor, I was going crazy because I had this Holy Ghost and I loved it. And everybody was saying, you, slow down. Stop your fasting. You're fasting too much. Stop this. Stop that. Stop, stop, stop. And, I, and you know, these people are supposed to know more than me, so I kind of stopped. I wish I would have never stopped because I would be a lot worse than what I am now. Now, some of you need the Holy Ghost in here. And then you won the Holy Ghost. Some of you have had the Holy Ghost and you've backslid. So whatever the condition is. Hey, let me tell you something. It, 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 it's, this is Brother Sherman's thinking. God wants to give you the Holy Ghost more than you actually want it. But let me tell you, for you to get it, you've got to want it more than anything else in the world. We don't have to pray for you for three or four or five hours. If it takes you three hours to get the Holy Ghost, it just take, took three hours to get your flesh out of the way. And you to make your choice. Don't let husbands uh, or a uh, wife or children or job or anything stop you. You've got to have it more, than, more than anything. So that's it. So if you're here, you need the Holy Ghost, just want it more than anything. And don't try to think it. If this is really good for me or not, that's a crazy question. Well, I love you too. For those, you know, don't, don't get mad, but it's the truth. But God told me to preach this to you. Now I got about another hour and a half to go, but I'm not going to do it because I know you want to go eat your chicken or whatever you have. But God said to tell them, and I told you, that he wants to use you as a deliverer. And you're not a child. You know all about this, and we can go on. It's just as simple as that.